Hello, welcome to our very first ever international defining marriage. My goodness, I'm Matthew, and joining me as always is James to talk about marriage and our lives. Our lives are are a bit separate right now. Hi, James. How are things back in, in America in the past? Here in the past, it is late at night. It is it is past the witching hour. I have put on my warty nose and my pointy hat, and I am gutting a pig and scrying with its entrails. Oh, I miss you so much. I miss seeing those our, our nightly ritual of the pig gutting. Yeah, the scrying. There are plenty of pigs at the bar downstairs. Uh, always, I uh, bring them upstairs. I feed them a corn cob. They turn into a pig, and then I scry with their entrails, and I scry myself to sleep. Argentina. That's <laughs> so romantic. So I'm in Copenhagen right now. You are back home in oh. Seattle. I'm here for a variety of purposes. Right now I'm attending the List Conference, which is about sex, love, and romance, and video games. We're doing a game jam, and we're making a, a game about um, sex and love and romance and video games. Uh, and then my travels begin. I'm meeting with LGBT folks across the continent uh, to write about the interesting things that they're up to and the fascinating work they're doing uh, for various publications. How are you coping with the Hagen? Uh, it's been very nice. Although I did have a harrowing bicycle ride last night. Uh, Tell me but I everything. Think, I think I did it at the right time of day for my, my first bike ride, even though it was um, it was 11 p.m., so the sun was mm-hmm. just going down. Uh, yes. It was uh, still... A- well, my favorite time of day is night. <laughs> sure. Uh, it, it does if it's high point. What was I saying? Oh, I'm, I'm a little bicycle. spacey still. Like, I'm not, I don't think I'm jet lagged. Uh, I'm just... Did um, you travel to space? Yep, yep, that's that's oh. why. No, I've traveled to Kevin Spacey. Oh, He's... well, once you've been to Kevin Spacey, you'll never be to me. <laughs> oh, uh, once you Spacey, you never go back. That's uh, what they say, back yeah, Spacey. So it, was, it was 11 p.m., and I was ready to head home and from the from the game jam, uh, because mm. I was literally nodding off at the desk, and I was like, mm, I, should, I should probably fall asleep before I actually fall asleep I'm, amongst humans. You should fall asleep before you fall asleep. It's true. That so, is the advice I got from Gwyneth Paltrow when she touched me. <laughs> oh, did she have a sleepy time? Is she known for her sleep? She is known for telling you how to live, how yeah, to live is. your life. If you want to live as a human and not as some naked ape, you oh, better look at the goop, baby. I can take advice from someone named Gwyneth. Uh, well. So anyway, what was I saying? Oh, I, so uh, there's a thing here, a bicycle share called Siklaven, I think is the name. Okay. Uh, Danish pronunciation has been uh, challenging. Mm. Uh, there's a, let's see, a Bicyklaven? So okay. there's uh, Bicyklen, Bicyklen, I think. Um, oh, well, you know, staying- Gwyneth Paltrow taught me how to do the Bicyklens. <laughs> oh, God. That's when you... Do a cleanse while riding a bicycle? It, you put the pump in your mouth, and you just uh, inflate yourself like a balloon, and then you let yourself fly around the room as all the air comes out of every hole, just taking with it all of the toxins. Mm. Your body, you see, it accumulates toxins, and you need to flush them out by flying around like a deflated balloon. So you put... Uh, here's, here's how it works. Is you, you, you put yes. the input in your mouth and the output in your bum, and then oh. when you pedal, that, that, that pumps the cleansing fluids through you. And it also lights up a little light bulb. Yeah. Uh, so That's how anyway, you know it's working. So I, I got a, a BC Clen account. I'm probably mm-hmm. mispronouncing it because everything I say I'm mispronouncing. The place that I'm staying at is a neighborhood called Amabro. But uh, Ooh, you're a bro? Days, I was saying, what? You're a bro now? I'm a, I'm a bro. Yeah, that's what it's mm-hmm. called. 
Amarbro, but uh, the first few days I was saying it Amagarbro because that's how it's it's spelled. Sure. Uh, anyway, so uh, I got a, a bicycle account and uh, I hop on. And first of all, these mm-hmm. bicycles are nicer than any bike share I've seen in the United States. Each one has wow. a little iPad on the front and the, on the handlebars. It's not an iPad. It's something like one. Uh, mm-hmm. And so not only does it a give navigatrix? you drive- What? Like the Matrix? No, a Navigatrix. Oh, a Navigatrix. Yes. yes. Uh, so it gives you uh, directions and you can actually go online before you, you do your trip and set up the, the route that you want to take and it'll just mm. remember your route on the bicycle when you go and poke it. So it'll show Ooh. you the, the directions that you've identified ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Um, so I get that on this thing nice. and it says, hello, Matthew, because it knows who I am. And then uh, oh. off we go. These bicycles are 800 pounds. They are mm. incredibly heavy, probably mm. to make theft very unpleasant. Uh, sure. They also have a battery on the back to do battery assist when you're going up hills, which there of which there are none in in Copenhagen. So I don't That's know why true. you need that. Yeah, hmm. but I, 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 my understanding is that 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 region of the world is rel- it's, it's sort of at sea level and quite flat, right? Yes, yeah, it's very pleasant okay. for biking. The hmm. heliest it ever got for me on on this particular ride was going over a bridge. There was a bit of an arc to the bridge in the middle, and hmm. that's that's the point at which I was like, oh, now we're going uphill. Uh, well, I suppose if somebody has uh, some mobility issues, or maybe they're a bit older, mm-hmm. it's a welcome thing to have the bike provide assistance from time to time. But here's the thing, though, is yeah. the highest gear on this bike is still a very low gear. So mm-hmm. I'm pedaling frantically and going fairly slowly, and then the battery kicks in, and oh. it's abrupt. So you're just Whoop. like, do-do-do-do-do, and suddenly the bike is like, I'll take it from here, Zoop, and <laughs> off you go. Huh. Uh, the brakes, and I don't know if this is just the bicycle that I was on or if this is just how they are, but the brakes uh, sound like a canary. It's like this squeaky, what? like chirpy thing. So are it's you not riding like through a, a coal mine? Thing. It's not like supposed to be doing that. But um, because of, I guess, just the machinery of these bicycles, when you squeeze the brakes, it goes beep, 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 <laughs> and you kind of slide to a halt. Also, the seat post, I couldn't figure out. It either is very low, so mm-hmm. you're in sort of a fetal position on the bicycle, or what? it's so high up that you have to, like, I, I don't know, you're, you're an ostrich. You're either a fetus or an ostrich. Well, those are the two phases of life. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm scooting on home and doing my best, and for some reason, the route that I programmed in, it decided to suggest a different route to get to the next bike share station. And so I was like, mm. oh, okay, sure, I guess you know best. Well, mother did not know best. It took nope. me uh, down uh, a route that was not illuminated. So I only had oh. the lights from the bicycle to, to light my path. And there's drunk people, because it's Saturday night, lurching out onto the path. Uh, <laughs> like zombies? Like zombies. It was, uh, oh, it took me through that, that hippie haven that we saw on the documentary. Yes, the that? hippie haven. Of course, there was a what, Richard Ayoade and Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, Noel Fielding from the New British Bake Off. Yes, and also the IT yes. crowd. They went to a hippie haven. It's very pretty. It is gorgeous. That is the thing that I walked through. It was the first thing I walked through when I got here, and I was like, "Oh mm. well, this is lovely. This is where I want to live." It's oh, just, really? It's beautiful. It's these cabins mm. set off into the woods. And there's a kind of a dirt path winding around them and uh, a lovely um, canal that runs past and there's swans and flowers everywhere. It is just gorgeous. 
It's a, it just sounds like a gingerbread. So you went through the dark woods. You yes. took the the trail through the dark woods with the lurching, moaning beasts, and it took you to the gingerbread village full of flowers and swans. Yes, yes, it is a year. And then fantasy. you met the the witch tale. scrying with the pigs. Yes, that, that's that's who I'm staying with. That's who uh, it's her Airbnb that I'm staying at. Oh, I hear great things about her on uh, Yelp. Uh, so then, uh, you know, I make it home and everything's fine. But uh, I was so tense. And also, I was riding without a helmet, which is oh. very new for me. Nobody wears a helmet here. It's all it's all helmetless. Hmm. Uh, but well, I aren't they all, they're on these that. slow tanks, and there are oh no, there are no. safer trails, right? The well, they are very safe. Uh, the okay. um, other cyclists here, people who actually ride a bike and live here, they're on uh, a wide variety of vehicles. Uh, oh so sure, they're not all on the nine hundred dollar. I mean, the nine hundred pound tanks. But um, mm. yeah, so no no helmet and no mirror because I'm used to having a mirror over my you know on my helmet so I can see behind me. Not just one. Uh, you are you are a full cyborg when you go out. You've got cameras on your head and mirrors yep. and Lights blinking everywhere. beacons and wires everywhere and tassels. Uh, mm-hmm. You know how like sometimes on on, on girls' bikes or I, I guess uh, any any gender enjoys a tassel on their nipple. Mm-hmm. But the handlebars used to have tassels coming off them. You you have them all over your body when you bike around here. That is true. I like, like to be visible. But hmm. here, I was, I was terrified. I didn't want to be too visible. And I'm yeah. also like, not sure, like, uh, bicycling etiquette here, I mean, it's basically the same everywhere. But still, like, here, for example, mm-hmm. you do hand signals a lot more than in the U.S. And, um, oh. you know, I'm not sure, like, oh, is there more, like, contraflow stuff where the, the, the cars are going one way, but the bicycles are going another way? Uh, it's it's hard to know exactly where you're supposed to be on, on, on which sidewalk because there's multiple sidewalks here. What? Tell me about contraflow. What is that? Is that some kind of underground dance that you do? Yes, I'm. You know, it's a hypnotic state. I'm feeling the contraflow. Uh, it's, oh. it's it's not too common in the U.S. Probably a little more common here, uh, where the bike lane. It's just what I said. The bike lane goes opposite the flow of traffic. Usually you set that up oh. due to space constraints or because of, you know, there's for some reason it's more convenient for everybody to uh, be um, channeled uh, in a way that uh, resists traffic to, to get from one Were place you? to another. Well, I resist traffic whenever possible. Are you contraposto while you're in the contraflow? Yes. Well, that's kind of how I was, I was riding because the seat post was so high and I couldn't get it to go any lower. It was like one of those office chairs where you're like, oh, I just need to lower this. Yeah. And you're like fiddling with a million levers and none of them are doing what you want. Uh, well, the thing is, and, and maybe it's just because I have such a big ass, but <laughs> when you hit the lever to go down a little bit, you just generally just collapse to the floor, and then you have to do the weird squat, which I know you enjoy regardless, but you do the, the weird squat and rise as the seat like rises to meet you, mm, like water yes. finding its level. Well, James, you You know, really- they say a rising tide lifts all boats, but a big ass smushes it back down. Oh, all aboard that ass. Uh, toot toot <laughs> you're really supposed to set on on a bike like the ones that you've ridden the seat post before you get on because it's hard to do no, no i'm talking about an office chair oh no no, no, oh, no. you don't you don't you don't unscrew the seat post while you're sitting on it uh oh that would be a, a quite a pain in the taint <laughs> to have that tumble oh my goodness that's uh a, troubled times like when you chase trace boileau I have closet a, to ask about the bicycle getting tainted. Yes, we've told that story. I have a bit of a pain I all know. over today because I was—I think it's from riding last night. Uh, it was about uh, who were you riding? Yeah, I think uh, everyone who, who I met. Um, it was oh, about a fifteen minutes, but um, I was so tense. I had to keep like reminding myself to relax because I was so like 
tense on that bicycle. I was all, all my my muscles were, were were as tight as could be. But anyway, well, I was, you were it was going just into fine. the woods and out of the woods and home before morning. That's exactly right. I was a little Red Riding Hood. Mm. Uh, anyway, so that's the ten minute story of my bicycle life. I think that this. And I guess this, that's all that happened the whole time, right? Yep. That's all that's happened in Copenhagen. That's the news. Okay. Uh, the um, list conference has been very nice. A lot of lovely people. They're taking very good care of us and mm-hmm. feeding us and doing nice things. It's on a boat, which is. Well, I should hope they feed. Uh, they don't just lock you up in a dog crate at the end of the night. Well, we could be free to get our own food during breaks, but no, they've brought That's in true. catering and everything. That's been very pleasant, uh-huh. so I've had a sample of Danish cuisine. There are some lovely talks. Yeah. One of the speakers, uh, Bree Code, had some lovely things to say about games where you tend and befriend, which really mm. nicely articulates what I look for in a game and why I like to play Stardew Valley so much. So that That's what a- you look for in a human, someone who you can care for like a houseplant. That's you. Speaking of which, how are my houseplants? They continue to live for now, but we'll see how I... I might get cross with them later. And <laughs> take my, don't, my don't, anger don't, out. don't pull a me. Don't do what I did oh. to, to Gordon's plants, where I decided I didn't like the plants anymore, and so I stopped watering them out of spite. You did. You murdered them. You said... like it, it, you, you did some weird absolution where it was like, well, I'm not going to water them, but maybe they'll live. And of course they wouldn't, <laughs> because they were just on a kitchen table. Uh, they were they were doomed. You were you were actively murdering them. But you're like, oh, I'm not I'm not doing anything to hurt them. I'm just not doing anything to help them. They're not my plants. Well, there you go. That is how we ended up in Trump's America. That anyway, attitude. You, well, you're not in Trump's America at all. You're in um, Der Flurbenhuben. The, the Queen's uh, Denmark. That's yeah. the the Queen. Oh, tell me about the Queen. Is it you? It's me. No, I don't know. Actually, I know zero about the monarchy here. So I don't know. I think there's a Queen. I. I'm not sure. There may be a princess. I'm not sure. Uh, so I, I haven't learned too much about the politics while I'm here. But I have learned uh, about – I spoke to um, the uh, – I met with the, the folks who organize Gay Pride here and talked to them about some of their mm-hmm. uh, plans for the upcoming year. Uh, I met with yes. a journalist here. I met with an artist. I met another guy. I met, I met a mathematician. That wasn't so much someone to write about. It was just a nice person at a cafe. Uh, so mm. I've got some some interesting uh, topics that I'm I'm going to be pitching to my editors. Uh, I'm is one of them just going to be math? The idea of it? Yes, yes. What do you think uh, about? Hey, I've, I've got a I've got a hot scoop for you. It's going to blow your mind. Scoop Whiplash presents math. Yep. And then it's just a story about number muncher uh, <laughs> through the lens of Copenhagen. Yes, I'm number munching my way through Copenhagen. Oh, there's also this but, lovely food truck thing here. It's not a food truck thing. It's a, I don't know, street food thing, where it's mm-hmm. a big hangar that seems to have been like a warehouse uh, on the on the. No waterfront. wire hangers, I hope. No, not a single one. It's like a big boat. It, it's it's on a, it's on a dock, and there's boats all around, and it's this giant like airplane hangar type thing, and they've just filled it up with lovely street food stalls and vendors, and you can get all kinds of neat food there. And it's so nice. Uh, I walked from where I'm staying in Amaro to uh, the hippie place and then over to the street food. And it's just, everything's lovely here. Everything's so nice, so wonderful. America's the worst. Have you had difficulty ordering food? Do you have to, to point and moan and, and hope that they... Do, do you hold up a picture? Did you draw a big paschetti and say, give me the big paschetti? And they been, said, why are you no. doing that accent? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, there's been only one person that I've met who did not speak English, uh, and that was an elderly mm. woman in a shop from whom I was trying to buy an umbrella. And that presented no particular obstacle. She sold the umbrella to me anyway. So, oh, okay. Solved. I see. 
Yes. You weren't denied. Uh, you, were, you were given equal access to umbrellas. Yes. It's such an egalitarian society. That's what I hear. Yes. I have noticed people here seem to be very stoic, very, um, I'm not going to say removed, but um, mm-hmm. there's, a, uh, there's a, a, a placidity that uh, I think is different from the way that Americans may tend to behave. I think it might depend on the region, uh, because here in Seattle, there's the phenomenon known as the Seattle Freeze, Mm. which I think is a similar version of that kind of social, what do you call that, a a moray eel or something, or a social, a social more? Yeah, I I suppose it's sort of an etiquette thing. I don't like you, I don't like you, more, more, more. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's been my, that's my, my experience in the Europe's and listeners, if you are mm. familiar with, uh, stories, uh, or news or people, uh, things that should be covered that are happening in Europe of, of interest to the LGBTs, please do let me know. You can reach me as always, Maddie Matt at, nope, it's Matt Baum, uh, on Twitter. And you can also get in touch. Oh, there's a variety of ways, but that's probably the best one. Just reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, I already have received a, an email from a listener in Hamburg uh, who was wondering if I'd be sp- stopping through. And somebody on Facebook, uh, no, bah, on Hamburg. YouTube, yes, somebody on, on on YouTube wanted to know if I was coming to Portugal, which I'm, I'm already. It's it's quite a trip to go from Copenhagen to uh, uh, Madrid, which is part of my plan. Uh, but then moving on, going on to Lisbon would be uh, even even more travel. So I'm not sure if that's going to happen. The land of some of my people, at least. My sister was there recently and said it was loverly. Oh, well, there you go. That's maybe, maybe I will. I'll go get some blood sausage or something. Uh, just, it all depends on, on whether I can find good people to talk to and interview and stuff. Uh, sure. But, yeah. So anyway, so uh, listeners, I'm going to be traveling from here to Amsterdam and then on to Paris and Madrid. I'm going to be spending some time in London. Uh, I'm going to be spending some time in Reykjavik. Uh, I'm probably going to be in Berlin for a period of time, although that hasn't been firmed up yet. And uh, who knows, maybe, maybe some other places if I can make the arrangements. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the plan at the moment. And I'm sticking to it. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm being flexible. Oh, like a yoga master. My goodness, Reykjavik. I don't even know you, Vic. Ooh, yes. it sounds like quite a tour of Europa. All these worlds are yours. I'm just repeating what I said last week. Um, it is late here, and it is early where you are, so we are in different... Uh, frames of mind. Mm. Well, I uh, have some European news to share uh, about. Tell me all about the peen. Yes. So you may recall there was an election in the UK last week uh, where uh, things things went a bit south for who I am led to understand are uh, equivalent to our conservatives. Uh, they mm-hmm. decided to call for an election, and they did, and it did not go their way at all. They lost yes. their majority, uh, and so oh well, too bad. Um, what a shame. But they've regained, they've regained, I guess, a majority by forming a coalition that includes mm-hmm. the DUP, the Democratic Unionist Party. Uh, this the is dupes? A, the, the dups, the dupes. Okay. Uh, they, uh, the are dupes in, of hazard. Mm-hmm. That's the ones, our old friends. They are based in Northern Ireland, and they are the party responsible for Northern Ireland not having marriage equality. So oh, they're, they're responsible. Like, so wait, they, they, are, they are the reason? They pretty much uh, legislation comes huh. up and the DUP has blocked it. So oh, now I they see. are part of the uh, governing coalition in the UK. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we don't. Well, that doesn't love sound that. ideal. Yeah. No. So other groups within that coalition um, have said, but other. So Northern Ireland, I know, still doesn't have marriage equality, but the rest of the UK does, right? That is correct. They're the lone so holdout. It, 
so it's not like having this minority party within a coalition is going to somehow pressure the majority party to roll back marriage equality, is it? Probably not. Um, still, there you know there are other issues concerning LGBTs besides just marriage, and uh, it is a concern that they are there. But it may yes. also be a good thing for Northern Ireland. Uh, because okay. another group in that um, coalition is the Scottish Conservative Party, which is led mm-hmm. by a queer woman, which uh, we, can, we can talk about that. But for now, uh, her name sure. is Ruth Davidson. And she says that if the DUP is going to be part of that coalition, uh, then uh, she's going to pressure them to stop blocking marriage equality and, and be better about that sort of thing. So, Oh, you mean like the log cabin Republicans do here? Yeah, yeah. So that should be highly effective. Yeah, I'm sure that change from within will go over great. Yep, that always that always works very well. Uh, so anyway, uh, so she's joining forces, and it, you know, it, it, there are some parallels to the United States, aren't there? Because in order to hang on to power, a lot of people, it seems like, uh, are are facing are, are being forced to well, not being forced to, but they have chosen to uh, form alliances with someone who ideologically they may not. Uh, prefer to be uh forming alliance with uh but that's what they are doing to hold on to what power they have so Mm -hmm. good for them so we'll have to Uh, see yeah i mean obviously this is something like australia that i don't think either of us are terribly well informed about but uh it does seem like the the stratagemo to consolidate power um real quick with the surprise election before negotiating brexit uh did blow up in the Mm -hmm. tories faces and uh so so what does that mean so i assume there's for marriage uh probably not going to roll it back in the regions that already have it uh probably still going to block it in northern ireland but i know that this uh the the dupes of hazard are very just sort of fundamentalist religious uh and Mm -hmm. opposed to lgbt stuff just in general is there any possibility of them sort of moving that platform more mainstream like rather than the scottish conservatives wielding their small amount of power to push the the dupes toward equality i I mean what seems more likely to me is that the dupes uh because the tories need them because they need they need the dupes to stay in order to hold on to their Mm. um majority in parliament will probably be more likely to bend over backwards to accommodate them and their more extremist positions because that's they need my concern them. yeah i don't know oh, good oh. well i guess that's uh that's a yeah, treat that, that that'll be fun yeah and you know in addition to um the, the marriage equality for lgbt's there's also they have a terrible position on abortion they have terrible position on climate change so just terrible all around uh, that having been said, maybe this. Yeah, I mean, like, don't they also have like young Earth ideas? Like, don't okay, they assert grief. that some, uh, like, that any features dated back past six thousand years are a mistake? Like, everything's only six thousand years old. Uh, well, that would not totally surprise me. The headline that I'm mm-hmm. looking at right now in the Independent is uh, the party stance of blah 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 blah. Where is it? Uh, why? Uh, oh, the, the, it was something about the. Here it is. Uh, from abortion to evolution, the terrifying views of the DUP. So yeah, that, that's what that's that's what I've been seeing about them. And because now they're in this position where they're necessary, mm-hmm. I see them now like they've got the they've got the negotiating leverage because mm-hmm. they could always say to the Tories, "Well, you know, if you don't adopt this banana pants amendment or whatever, uh, we'll just you know take our our little cluster elsewhere, and then you won't have a majority anymore." and maze out and the parliament gets to put in a new prime minister right 
Yes. Because yes. I think that's how it works, right? Like, if you, have, if you don't have a majority party or a majority coalition in parliament, then... Then, then doesn't isn't that how the prime minister changes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the queen basically Theresa May has to go to the queen and say, uh, "Oh, we have enough people for a majority. Please, may we form a government?" And the queen says, "Yes," because mm-hmm. she's sexy. And if you yeah, don't have course. a majority, I think uh, someone else. I, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what happens. You have a hung parliament, and everyone was freaking out about that. Uh, and then Everyone's they don't have a hung, hung. parliament because uh, they have that that coalition. But because they have the dupes. Because they have the dupes for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just looked up the um, the the Young Earth thing, and yes, uh, that is a DUP politician who is leading that uh, that belief. His name is Edwin Poots. Okay, well, it's not an official party position then. It's just no. one guy. It's one guy who said, "You're one telling me the cosmic balls of dust gathered and there was an explosion. We've had lots of explosions in Northern Ireland, and I've never seen anything come out of that that was good." Oh boy. Uh huh. So, th- th- I mean, as bad as the worst of oh, American boy. politics. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's great. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's see. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, and also Theresa May herself. Uh, she, uh, even though she was, she did vote in favor of marriage equality a few years ago. Uh, she has had some terrible things uh, with LGBTs. Back in the eighties, uh, okay. she was part of a scheme uh, to block. I think it was to block uh, queer people from vote or from being able to to teach in schools. So she was part of that whole movement. Um, okay. Which we had here is what the Knight Initiative. Is that what that yeah, was? Yeah, back in the seventies. Uh, and then mm-hmm. that kind of faded away in the 80s. Uh, and I want to say there was someone else. I want to say, I believe there was someone else in the DUP who uh, said that straight people couldn't get HIV. So um, okay. just all around, these are these are terrible, terrible, terrible people. Then Africa must be real gay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So My gay. goodness. Africa has to be the gayest continent. That must be it. That's that. That's where gay. That's where it comes from. I get, yeah, sure. So yeah, so that's that's going on there, um, and that's pretty much the only news I have this week. I've been kind of scanning the headlines. Whoa, that's it. That's that's kind of it. Yeah, um, one been... one story about the British election. My good. Well, you have been eating a lot of herring. To be fair, I've been no, not herring, salmon. It's just salmon everywhere oh. here. Yeah, which Interesting. I like. Is it different from our salmon? It's very similar. Uh, the mm. it's it's smoked and uh, often put on sandwiches. So oh, it's uh, like a it's, lox. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the, the the salmon that I got and put in sushi. That was terrible in sushi. Uh, it was not for sushi. It no. was not for sushi. Uh, so there's a lot of that. I've been having, having that on a lot of sandwiches. And the bread here is, it's a very hard bread uh, with a lot mm-hmm. of different large grains inside of it. So not my sure. preferred form of bread. But that's mm-hmm. what I've been eating on sandwiches with thinly sliced tomatoes. There's also... Well, I know that, uh, that sometimes people from Europe who come to America for the first time... Um, are shocked that our bread is basically slices of cake? Yes. There was actually one of those kinds of breads last night. And um, ah. there was one person who was just like tearing off big hunks who was like, oh, I just love this bread. But it was not the, yep. it was not the most popular. He was tearing off what mm. we would consider just normal generic bread to be like, oh, what a treat that they have this kind. Sure, sure. Uh, also, not a lot of bread slicing seems to go on here. There's a lot of just tearing off hunks. And I don't know if that's just the event that I'm at. Like, they just don't have knives mm. because, I don't know, they're, they're on a boat. And you aren't allowed to have knives on boats. I, I don't know. It's like uh, medieval times. It really Was is. Was jousting? Yeah, just, like, tearing into the bread. So uh, I'm eating, trying not Eating to... the fish whole, just taking yep, bites out of it like the Grabbing it out of the canal. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like and... bears. Woof. Woof. Uh, there was some lovely pork last night that was delicious. I really, I, I stuffed myself oh. last night. No. Um, there was you, a now you're the pig. 
No, it's me. It's me. Oh, I'm going to be sacrificed by the by the witch I'm who runs the I'm going to have to read your entrails. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's yeah. erotic. Yeah. I'm going to spill your guts. Mm-hmm. Just like the end of Lord of the Flies. I'll so, smash your glasses and spill your guts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and then I'll tell the future. Oh, good. What does the future hold for me? Uh, I see in your future. Uh, oh, I see Bernays sauce all over your face. I see a dunk in the Thames, and I see a new baby. Ooh, well, you're way off. No. I I do not intend to lower myself into into the the river of London. That is, but no. who knows? Who knows what anything is possible? Anything could happen. Anything what if is I, possible. Yes, James. I ha- I don't have an accent yet. I'm not going to be coming back with an accent. Uh, I I'm may... very curious what your affectations will be. Mm. I, I may I may come back wanting to change our diet a bit. Uh, because there have been some oh. foods here that I've enjoyed, so we may okay. we may we may actually start doing sandwiches in the house. My goodness! Well, I have seen plates of some of the things you've eaten, and my comment is: you are welcome to them. <laughs> you don't want me to to have more to put more introduce more liver into our diet. Uh, the liver and the pickled stuff, uh, you can have that, and then you will brush your mouth thoroughly before it comes anywhere near me okay uh there's also somebody i was meeting with somebody who had an omelet and this omelet looked like it was the size and shape of one of those neck pillows that people wear on airplanes it was enormous so they don't know when it comes to omelets yeah there's obviously the reputation it's true that american portion sizes are out of control but there's a couple of items that i noticed in sweden like if you ordered a a calzone at this pizza place across from where i was working they just took basically a large pizza and folded it in half and put it in like this enormous like it was like a like a shoe box or something a game console would come in Mm -hmm. um and it was just a large pizza folded in half and sometimes people just get that for lunch. And it was like, I, and I don't know if that's the normal way to serve a calzone in Sweden, mm-hmm. but uh, it was it was huge. It was this, the size of of a malformed twink's torso. Gosh, oh, that's that's what I'm here to eat. That's what I want to sure gobble it down. The people here are very attractive. It's been and are, are they very tall? I hear the Danish are tall. I, you know, I haven't noticed that quite so much. Oh, I haven't. Well, maybe I, it's a lie. Me, I'd, I'd notice, but mm. uh, yeah, no. I've, I've seen there have been a few tall men. There've been a few. Strangely, there've been a few tall men and a few short women. Uh, and I'm not sure what's going on there. How strange. Yeah, the the guy that I'm staying with the, at the Airbnb, the the, the witch. No, the, the actual person who is, owns the Airbnb that I'm I'm staying at uh, is a very statuesque man. Uh, he has large. Mm. He has shoes by the door, and they're large shoes. And um, uh-huh. there's some religious art hanging up uh, around the place. So I've not spoken very much with him about uh, what i'm here to do huh um is, I, I thought you were staying at a hotel for the conference oh no so they put me up in a hotel for one night uh but just oh. one night so i stared at wake up mm. copenhagen which was very pleasant it was lovely there was a free breakfast and that's nice uh and it was an actual good breakfast with yogurts and grains and Gravlaxes and oh, and the Nutellas. I uh, uh, they had little Ooh. packets of Nutella that you could just uh, spread on things. So that was that was wonderful. Uh, but anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah, I stayed. I stayed at Wake, Wake Up Copenhagen, where I was very confused by the electricity. Uh, now I'm prepared you, for strange why? conversions and things, 
But so I walk into the room and none of the lights are turning on. I'm flapping at the at the light switches and I'm like, is there some European thing I have to do to light switches to make them turn on? Like, do I have to hold them for extra long or something? Because the light switches are different. Bon They're squares. Uh, every, yes. you, you turn the light on with a square. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing. You turn the world on with a smile. Yes, uh, to to get the lights to turn on, and then it was daytime, and there was a window, so it was bright enough that I didn't really like need the lights. So I just like got set up. I was like, all right, fine. I don't know why this isn't working. Whatever. So I went downstairs to meet the other people at the conference, and um, I was mentioning to somebody, uh, I need to talk to the front desk because I think the electricity in my room doesn't work. And they're like, oh no no no, no. you just you have to put your hotel card in a little slot in the wall, and that turns the electricity on. So. Mm-hmm. We've stayed at many hotels, and I've never experienced that. I don't know if it's a European thing or just this place or what, but that's I how have stayed at hotels in this nation that I'm pretty sure have done that. Uh, it, it's a way of making sure they're not wasting energy, not spending money on energy, but also not wasting it uh, if you're not in the room, because mm-hmm. presumably you need to take your card to leave. Mm-hmm. I so guess it's, I a, it's a sense, system yeah. that kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is different from, there's uh, been occasionally like some nicer hotels that I've stayed at in the U.S. where you go in and the default is for everything to be on. Uh, sure. the, the lights are already on when you come in. And there was one hotel where I stayed at where the TV was on to like a little welcome program. So when you walk into the room, oh, yeah. there's already a thing playing that says, welcome, welcome to our big house. Uh, it's Bear in the Big Blue House is, uh, who, who welcomes you into your, your hotel room. Oh, you were staying at the Big Blue House. I hear yes, it's, uh, yes. it's doing great on Yelp <laughs> along yeah. with the, uh, with the, what, Wait, who was doing Yelp earlier? Was it the witch? It was the witch, I think. Yeah, uh, oh, I don't know. So now, now, who and now, now it's the big blue house. There is a mouse infestation. I will say that. Wait, oh, in the no, big blue uh, house. In the big blue house, not here, in, not here in Denmark. Not in Copenhagen. Not in Copenhagen. There isn't a plague I, of mice. I have not seen any rodents here. I have seen a lot of birds. Mm. They, what kind uh, of birds? Well, there's there's gulls, of course, but there's also these mm-hmm. birds that look very nice. They look kind of like magpies. They're um, it's sort of okay. So here's what here's what you picture. Picture. Mm-hmm. A, a, a our, our American crow, our blackbird, uh, but sure. it is wearing a white tuxedo. Yep. Okay. So it's got bl- a black head and some black wing stuff, uh, but generally it's it's got kind of a white body, and so those sure. are attractive. Going to a very fancy dinner later. Mm-hmm. Well, so am I. I. I should probably get underway. I need to go buy a SIM card, mm-hmm. and it's very, oh. very tourist to thing play to the do. Sims. To play the Sims. Uh, so I need to. I need to get a card. I need to um, pick up my Eurorail pass, which has been delivered to a place Ooh. for me to, to retrieve. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and I need to be a, a productive Herman and get over to the game jam and, and finish up our work. Which I think I'm not sure exactly how this is going to work. Well, I, I'm going to try to get it placed online so people can play what we've done online and see what we've okay. what we've created. Uh, so hopefully I'll what have some God news about What's what? Yes, what has Herman rot? Uh, that's the name of the game. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that's about it for for news from the from the far reaches of the earth. Uh, it was one story. So uh, yeah, this yeah. was. Uh, I hope people wanted to hear about uh, bicycles and salmon and nothing about marriage equality. Very little. Very little. Uh, yeah, that's about it. So, uh, everybody, thank you for joining. Please do let me know if there's stuff that you recommend I see and do and check out and people that I write about for my various magazines and outlets while I'm here in Europe. Uh, and uh, you can reach me at Matt Baum. There's also, uh, of course, you can leave an iTunes review if you are so inclined. And by the power vested in me by the Internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast over. Over.